Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir. Baruch Hashem, the Eve of the Simchan, therefore, um, again, taking place on Wednesday afternoon, pre-recorded. Lila Nishmas, as we say every week, Rav HaChosid, Rav Sholem, Rav Yeshua, and Gabriel, Elimelech, Al Shalom Ben Yamin Yoyetz Shikya. This week's Shabbos Pashas Bayetze. Also, today is Tess, tonight is Yud Kislev. The days connected to the Mitla Rebbe to the second Chabad Rebbe. As his birthday today, Tess, and his yard site is today, Tess, and this is considered a complete cycle, the cycle of a person, when a person is born and dies on the same date, he has completed his entire life fully, although he died at quite a young age. And the Chagula on Yud. Vayetze Yaakov Be'eshava Vayelech Charana Yaakov went out from one place and went to another. Uncharacteristic of a person in general. Generally people are characters of habit and they like to stay in the place that they're in that they live and they come from and they're born they like to stay in their area they're familiar familiar with their surroundings with the cultures with the air with the seasons those that come from hot all year round don't want to go to a place where it's going to be cold all year round Sometimes vice versa, yes. Someone who has cold all year doesn't mind retiring somewhere where it's hot all year long. Their bones have just about had it. Journeying, the journey which we talk and learn about and live about, live through, is the journey of the Holy Neshama. The Nishama Tehira Khelik Elikami Mamish, part of God Himself, the pure and holy soul, comes down into this world with a mission. And one needs to complete their mission of this world. There are certain mitzvahs that one must do, and by not doing them, they need to sometimes come back again into this world to complete them. Poor Neshama. The poor Neshama. It sits in the body. It's enclosed in the body. It's captured by the body, practically. 
with the windows, the eyes of the person looking out and seeing all the wonderful things that the world has to offer. And Vayetze Yaakov and Be'er Be'er obviously was a much holier place. Choron is known as Rashi says, Charene Shalilum. The wrath of the world. Needless to say, who would want to make such a trip, but such a journey? Unfortunately, Yaakov was on the run, fugitive of his own home, because of his brother Esav. The journey, there are so many different parables, Mishalom, given to describe the journey of the Neshama in this world. I saw one today which I'm just going to repeat because I saw it today and I feel it maybe it gets somewhere uh, personally I'm unimpressed with it and the marshal was that there was a palace a king's palace that had a very ironic custom. The custom was that the king's men would go out to a village with very, very poor people. And they would choose one of the people randomly, one of the poor people, and they would drink them, give them to drink the strongest of wines, and the person would finally fall into a stupor. When the person fell into a stupor, they would take the person to the palace. They would wash him down, bathe him, do his hair, put him in royal sheets, royal blankets, on a royal bed. And the person would wake up, look around the surroundings, and see servants waiting for his beckon, people bowing to him in great awe and respect. The person started to think, was I a poor person ever? I, I belong here, right? This is my, this is my real life. That, that poverty that I, that I was going through was a bad dream. And the lavish meals, they would just slap in front of him. And he would live like that for three years. At the end of the three years, they took the man, once again, with their conniving wine, once again put the person out, removed and put back his old garments and dropped him back where he was as a pauper and went to collect yet another pauper for another three years one of these journeys the king's men met their match Mm -hmm. 
the match being a very wise poor man. And this wise poor man saw they were taking him, realized that they were getting him drunk, and when he got to the palace, and he woke up in the palace, he called over one of his servants, and gave him a sufficient amount of money, and said, tell me, tell me the truth, please, what's going on here? I know this is not where I come from. I know this is not where I was born into. What's happening here? Why are they doing this? And the servant, for the money that he was given, enjoyed the friendship that he was being bestowed upon him, told him exactly what the story was. They're going to take you here for three years, and they're going to wine you and dine you. And he give you everything you could possibly imagine a rich man could have. At the end of the three years, they'll put you back where you came from. Wow. That's horrible. But he's a wise man. So immediately, he came up with a plan. Every week, as he got his monthly, weekly allowance, he would take off a big chunk and would send it away to a certain city. And in that city, he would start to pay people to build him a nice house. And this happened every week. And he got his palace built in this other town, and a beautiful, beautiful bank account, shall we say, a savings. And it was all waiting for him. At the end of the three years, they came to get him drunk, and he got himself drunk with no problem. And they put him back on his rags, and he carried him out, and they put him back in his city. And he said, thank you, and he picked himself up, and he went to the town where he had put his house, and had his real riches. And that's where he lived for the rest of his life, as a wealthy man. How amazing, how wonderful it is, how praiseworthy it is for the one that comes here with the Talmud in his hand, with what he learned, what he studied, what he amassed in Torah Mitzvahs in his, in his hand. The Nishamat Torah is on this world, and there are so many things that blind us. So many things that deceive us that look like this is wonderful. What, what is wonderful is Torah and Mitzvahs. And the Torah and Mitzvahs accrue and build us a bank account, Lamaila. Build us a bank account above in Elam Haba. Build us a palace, a palatial dwelling, Lamaila. And Achamei when the person passes away, and then Hashemah comes, Lamaila, he knows exactly what his address is, knows exactly where to go, and has everything that he amassed, that he had put together over the course of the years in this world.
Yaakov goes out to Be'esh, from Be'eshava to Haran. He begins his journey and just a brief, brief synopsis, the Parsha, he goes to Haran, meets Lovan, marries Lovan's daughters, Darchal and Leia, and works 20 plus years for it, picks himself up and packs out. Time to go home. During the course of these years, he is blessed with the shift to UK. Twelve shvatim. And these boys, as we know, mitosay shleima. They really were what to look at. They were really something special something that everybody would want as a child. Interestingly, the names that the children received were the names that the mothers gave them through, obviously, Ruach HaKadosh, Divine Inspiration, but because they saw something in the child. And Reuven and Shimon, and each, thing has a, each name has a posik that's given before it, telling us on what basis the mother named that child. We come across two children of Leah's. (coughs) Yisachar and Zavulun. And the brachas bichas Yaakov smachzulim and bichas Moshe smachzulim b'tzachav v'yisachav b'yalecha. Be happy, be rejoice, zvulun, on your travels and yisachar sitting in your tent. There was a pact, a pact made between the two brothers, yisachar and zvulun. Zvulun was a masmid that sat and learnt and didn't want to leave the oil of Teda, the Dalaramis of Teda. And therefore, very simply, he sat and studied Teda. But he needed to support his family, as we all do. It tells us that Teda is smach Zvulun Yisachar, you sit and learn because Zvulun is going out to work and he's going to make double. His double that he's going to earn, half he'll give to you for supporting your children and half he takes for himself for his children. When? How? Does they give the name Zvulun? Rashi tells us what is this Zvalani? Lashin base Zvul, a home of plants, of, of, of nurturing. Bayes Madur. Me'ata 
from now for now henceforth says Leah Yaakov's main dwelling will be within me Yeruvin the Becher Yehuda the king Levi the king who is going to keep Zvulun B'Tseisecha Zvulun the working man the working class is going to keep Yaakov by Leah how, why Yaakov was one that sat and learned Tera Yaakov is Tom Yeshiv Elim totally pure and, and just sat and learned Tera he sat in the oil of Shem Weber. So where does Yaakov find solace and find his real life and soul and ex- his, <coughs> his essence in Zvulun, the working son? Zvulun was the Isaac Parmak in Pragmatia. He worked in Pragmatia, he worked in business. The businessman is where Yaakov finds his actual dwelling. Explained elsewhere, the Maila of the Balichuva of the Tzadikim, we spoke last week. The Maila of the Balichuva of the Tzadikim, how the Tvila of Rivka was accepted over that of Yaakov, of Yitzchak. Because, bottom line, someone who's pure and sits and studies Tayyar all day long and Davins does mitzvahs, and nothing else has nothing, is not exposed to the elements, as we call them. It's not a very big kunz, not a big trick that he stays holy and pure. And he can stay righteous if he has tests. That he's not used to. If he's tested in things that are not the natural and not the norm, who knows what his situation would be? By shaking the Balchuba they actually reveal within themselves with great strength and with great security what makes them today what they are. They stood through the tests. They tasted the waters and they overcame the Yetzirah. 
This too is when we talk about Yaakov and Zvulun. Someone that sits and studies Teda, Yeshiv Eilim, Ishtom, Yeshiv Eil. You don't really see how great and righteous they are. Because as we said, once they'd have to taste the waters, once they'd have to go out to do any kind of business dealings, who knows what they'd be like. Maybe Chas V'Shalom, they'll fall through. Masha'inkin, someone that works in Prakmatia, someone that's out in the work field, and still in all, finds time to learn Teda, finds time to serve Hashem, He's thereby revealing that the, his teda, his aveda, are a set thing that's ingrained within him. And there's no change. So therefore, Yaakov's ikedirosa is found in Zavulun Dafke. Dafke, when Zavulun was born, Dafke, the working son, who has kvis itim la who has time set aside for learning teda, there we see Yaakov's schus flourish. This is therefore the greatness of the working class come into shuls today. Fartogs as you call it, five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. And you see the working class Yungolite. People thirty five, forty years old, forty five, fifty that have before davening a kvies itim lateda. Consistent like a clock. Like clockwork, they're there every single day, on time. And they switch off, they alternate who buys the coffee. But they sit there with their coffees, and with their maimer, and they sit every day this when you look at it this is what gives you koyach this is what gives you faith that you know that Kal Yisrael has more than just what we call a future that Kal Yisrael lives on that Yaakov Avinu's Ish Tom Yeshev Eilin lives on in these very Yungalite, Ashrechim, Ashrechim Yisrael, Ashrechim to you Yungalite, that are consistent in coming on daily basis to learn Teda, some of you in the morning and some of you at night.
יעקב אבינו leaves Be'er Sheva, he comes to Haran. Prior to that, he leaves, we know, halachically, a person needs to leave in due time on their journey to avoid avoid travel at night. Yet what we see here seemingly he came to one spot. It couldn't have been too long. It doesn't say Shleishi Yomim. It doesn't say Kolayim. What the way it's worded, the way it's depicted, is literally short time after his departure from home, it got dark. Well, it gets dark. You don't have flashlights. You set up tent and you go to sleep. So we know that Yaakov set up the stones around his head and went to sleep. As we said before, Yaakov was coming from Yeshiva's Shem Ve'ever. And it is, it is written that not once in the years in Shem Ve'ever, the 20 plus years, did he lie down in a bed. He never lay down in a bed. He would sit and study. Perhaps he fell asleep on a table. Or he just had cold water on his feet. But never lie down in a bed. Fact. All of a sudden, he leaves Be'er Shava. He gets shlofen. He gets shlofen. Don't tell me Yaakov didn't know enough Torah by heart to sit all night long and learn. He gets shlofen. And where? He stopped because it got dark. And he got dark, so he might have and he went to sleep. Where was he though? And everybody says he was in Haramiriya. In the holiest place of the world. In the holy of holies. That's where he was now. That's where he found himself. He found himself there. And he put himself down. He went to rest. went to rest Yaakov he wakes up and says how did I not know where I am 
How did I not know how holy this place was when he saw the angels going up and down, etc.? How did I not realize? How did it not occur to me where I was? How did I not feel the kedusha of this place? What's wrong with me? That he said when he woke up. How did he lie on a place where the Kedush HaKadoshim was to be? When a person is Kemes Kufa standing at full length, at full height. When a person stands at full height What goes on? Look at the person, you'll see. We'll see. You'll see the head on top. Usually, the person has the head on his shoulders. And there beneath, the arms, body, when a person is sitting you see his torso and his knees are on the same level. When he's standing, his head, shoulders, his body, his torso, his legs, his thighs, his knees, his legs, his feet. When he's sitting, all of a sudden there are certain parts that are coming to the same level. When he's lying down, it's all one. The head and the feet. The head that thinks all the pure thoughts and the mundane feet that walk on the, in the mud of the ground. They are on the same level. Same plane. So what's them? When the Yid came to the Besamidosh, when the Yid came to the Besamidosh, to the Holy Temple, they didn't feel or, or act with their noses up in the air. They didn't feel, ha, huh, I'm a special person, and I came now to the Besamidosh. Where's my royal red carpet? But rather, they felt total self-nullification, total bitl. So much so, <coughs> that the heart was a heart, and the mind was a mind, and the feet were feet. But the feet brought him here. 
the mind was concentrating on everything that had to happen here. The heart was drawn to here. It was all equal plane. This is the lesson and the message that Yaakov is giving when he lies down in Haramiriya. When he lies down on the Holy of Holies and he shows that my head and my feet are at the same level. But still in all, he knew and understood only too well that he needed to protect his head. He needed to protect his head more than the rest of his body. How so? How so? Yaakov was out of his element. People that get out of their element sometimes are discombobulated. It's a real word. And they're a little bit famished. They're just not in their in their comfort zone. When they come back to their home, come back to their regular schedule, they fall back into place very quickly. Whereas on the road, on vacation, or whatever it might be, they're not themselves. Again, the food is not the same, the air is not the same, the water is not the same, the bed is not the same. Everything around the surrounding is just not the same. And the person needs to have the nature of the beast has to have his comfort you have your svarim you have your bed you have your bookcase you have your table you have your chairs when you leave that and you go to something of a different environment it's not you just don't feel it you can enjoy it. You can be happy on vacation. And there are times when a person goes, for example, Michol Eretz Yisrael, they go from Chutzla, out, out of the Holy Land, and they go to Eretz Yisrael. And although they are not in their element per se, of their Chutzla Aradike lifestyles and feelings, but Avira Da'ara Machim, the air in that soul makes them happier, makes them smarter, makes them more worthwhile. Therefore, When the person, when Yaakov, you know, in his own way, in his own lifestyle now, turns around and finds himself out of his soul,
he finds himself in a different element. And he says to himself, first things first, I need to cover my head. I need to make sure that I'm thinking and that I'm doing the right thing and saying the right way. That's why it was his head that he covered. And not the rest of his body. Because that's where his concern lie. That the head, his way of thinking, his lifestyle, remain intact in the way it should be. Rachel and Leah. They were sisters. They were sisters, more than just sisters. So much so, that although Yaakov worked for the years to marry Rachel, they were able to put Leah under the chuppah. Why could he not tell the difference, tells us the container, that Rachel and Yaakov had made up signs and these signs would tell us, tell them who the other was. I mean, they knew who Ra- Yaakov was, obviously. And Rachel gave the signs to Leah. So, honestly speaking, in all due respect, realistically speaking, shall we say, They had a wedding. Not just a chuppah. It wasn't chuppah and then no wedding at all. They had a wedding. They had a wedding. Did you not see who he had married? Tells us the Madrish that they looked exactly alike. Which is not a shocker. They were sisters. They looked exactly alike, so much so that in order for Yaakov to actually know which was which, he had to have signs of the Rachel. And then we find a very interesting point. 
Not only were their looks, mannerisms, and characteristics alike, they were totally, totally, exactly the same. And we see, the Pesach says, and Rachel saw, Rachel saw, what did she see? Kila Yodol Yaakov, she not giving birth to Yaakov. Vatikani Rachel Ba'achisa, and she became jealous within her sister. Says Rashi, she was jealous, Kina Ben Maisa, Tevim, in her good working deeds. Amra said, not for my tzedakah, she would not have children. How does Rachel know this? That the Maisim of Leah caused her to have children. It's natural, women have children. For the most part. Married women have children. You need 15 minutes. I need 15 minutes. Whoever that is. How does she know that's what made her give birth? From according to the way the Basik tells us, Rachel and Leah were exactly the same in every single aspect. Cosmetically and biologically. And therefore, as we said before, if not for those signs, Yaakov would never know which is which. So now we understand. Rachel knew that she herself was a barren woman. If she was barren, her sister was barren. Because they were exactly the same. Cut from the same cloth, as we say. They were exactly the same in every single aspect. And this is what we see from the Pasuk. Vayar Hashem ki Hashem saw that Leah was hated and opened her womb. Only because God saw it fit that she was Sinua was he Pasach Zrachma. He opened her womb. Had it not been for that, she would have remained an Akara just like Rachel. And there we, thereby we see Rachel saying, Not for the righteousness and the goodness that she did for me, but never have because she too was an Akara Leah. That's how Rachel knew that. Try one more thing. I guess. They're leaving. Isn't the hate finished 
with Lavan, finished with his years of slave labor, won his prizes, Rachel and Leah, Bill and Zilpa came as well, and the children, Baruch Hashem, they're leaving. Vayakum Yaakov, Yaakov stood up, Vayisa is Bonov, Vesnoshov, Alag Malam. Put his children and his wives on the camels. It says, children and then the wives. He first put the male and then the females. Whereas Esau, says Rashi, Hiktim the Kavis, the Zchadim, put up first the females and then the males. This is Vikachesim, it's Noshav, it's Bonov. Esau took his wives and his children. In Farshim ask, also by Yaakov it says, "Ve'yikach eshtei nasha, ve'shtei ben shivchesav, ve'zachad asi yiladav." He took the two wives, the two shivchas, and there's the eleven children. And it's clear it says Yaakov says first nasha to the banav. Rashi answers this in the way that it's written: "Hikdim zchadim l'nekevus." He made he prefaced the male to the females. Doesn't say hikdim bonov linoshov, his children to the wives, like the pasuk says. And the reason that Yaakov sought to it to take first the sons is not because the the children before the wives. He considered his children more than the wives. Adraba. The normal way of doing things is first the wife and then the children. Especially when the mother of the children is the wife, comes before them, and this is because the preceding first of the children to the mother is the opposite of the regular way, and the and the actual production of kibedavim, respecting and honoring your mother. Therefore, we find places, other places, where Yaakov says Nashav liyadav. He brings first the Nashav liyadav. And this is the behavior that's fitting. First the mother, and then the children. And the reason here it says first the children and the wives, is the opposite say there, of normal, because he brought the males before the females. Although usually the mother comes before the children, still in all in our case, it's talking about a, a, a separate entity, and the main ikvis, the main kvias of the life of Yaakovino, he brought children to the land to settle them there. Yaakov therefore proceeds saying the, the children, after all the involvement of the children, were there on the mainstay of his life. Whereas Esau, the Nekavis, came before the Tzchadim. Even when he was working and moving his family to go settle in somewhere, the actual established way that he did things, first the women, and then because they were not, so from here we see that they were not, because of the Anhoga, because of the regular protocol, as we say, because his whole life was more about the Nekavis than the males. I need to cut this here a little short. Maybe Zecha, they were able to, and we have the Chagag Ula 
of Yud Kislev. And so too, we merit to Chaga Gerula, Amitas Vashlema, and we merit to see the fulfillment of Yaakov Avinu's wish and dream settling in Atzeinu HaKadosh, Yerushalayim and HaKadosh, this Shabbos, Shabbat Shalom to all.